Weddings ish, 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 with Jove. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Weddings Ish with Jove. This episode, our wedding planning tip, I talk all about the first look. Should you have one or shouldn't you? And I sit down with our super special guest, Trisha Kim, founder and creative director of 1440, stunningly beautiful stationery. Enjoy. Weddings-ish. Today's wedding planning tip, I wanted to talk a little bit about a first look. Should you have one or shouldn't you have one? So for those of you wondering, what is a first look? Great question. A first look is essentially sort of a new way to approach wedding photography where the couple sees each other before the ceremony and the photographer and or videographer um, or both capture it on film so that you sort of have that very special moment before you take all of your photos together. And for those of you wondering where this tradition came from, essentially back in the day, or sort of the more classic approach to wedding photography, is that the couple wouldn't see each other until the wedding ceremony. And then from that point, they would do all of their photos of their wedding party and their family during cocktail hour. So for me, I think cocktail hour is one of the best hours of your party Arguably, it's the funnest time because everyone is walking around, roaming, eating, drinking, celebrating, and you're not there for that. You're off, out and about taking your family photos, your wedding party photos, so you're missing all of the fun of your wedding because you didn't want to lose the special moment of seeing one another before the ceremony. But I do have to say, having done nearly 200 weddings, most of them with the first look, I've never had a couple say they regret it, and I've never had a couple say that it diminished their actual ceremony, the moment they saw each other going down the aisle or to and from the aisle or um, in the ceremony moment. So we're always a big fan of encouraging the first look. Listen, to be candid, your wedding is a five-hour party, six hours including the ceremony, but most often it's a five-hour bar from cocktail hour till the last dance. So if you don't do a first look and you don't do all of your photos ahead of time, one of your five hours is gone. So you have a four-hour party with all of your best friends and people that you love in life. Um, why lose a minute of it for photos? Also, you have better lighting if you do a first look. It's probably safe to assume the sun is setting sometimes during cocktail hour um, before you go to dinner, so you're getting photos in not the best lighting. Any photographer will tell you natural light is the best light. So having a first look allows you to sort of capture that moment with your um, spouse-to-be before anyone else is there. And it should be fully private. No wedding party members, no family members, just the two of you, one photo, one video, and it's a really special moment. From there, you spend a little time together taking photos, and then you add your wedding party if you have one, and then you meet your family at the venue, and you get those shots done ahead of time as well. It's also really helpful because you start to get all of those preliminary emotions out of the way, so all of your tears of happiness, um, your nerves can sort of get out of the way, and then if you have hair and makeup there, they can touch you up before you go down the aisle. But again, I want to make sure everyone knows that it doesn't diminish the ceremony. Seeing each other first doesn't take away from that moment where you meet 
at the ceremony, when you're saying your vows to one another, and when you're promising your love for a lifetime to one another, nothing can replace that. This really, if anything, can enhance that moment. So I'd say decide what you want to do, but don't say no to a first look by gut instinct. Really think about the kind of day you want to have, the kind of party you want to have, and how much time you want to spend with those that you've invited to celebrate with you. Whatever you do, do what's best for you and make it a great time. Weddings-ish! I am super excited to be sitting across from the sweet, talented, creative, and I would say a dear friend of mine, Trisha Kim, founder and creative director of 1440. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited that we're doing this. I am as well. You have been, we've been working together for so many years now. Yeah. And I I feel like we've grown a lot together. It's just been so interesting to see that. Isn't it? I think the first time we met was when I met Thea of Hushed Commotion Mm -hmm. many moons ago Mm -hmm. when I was doing a pilot for a TV show. I remember that. I remember there was a photo shoot uh and there was just this kind of buzz around it because everyone's like, oh, TV, TV. Uh Uh-huh. And there was an entwined event, which is that networking thing that we do for the industry. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I met you. Yeah. And you kind of came in late to the event. and you I were, was late? <laughs> I think you were, but I think you were Doesn't like on like the me. phone with a client. And oh, so you no. were still working. Okay. That and, sounds like me. Yeah. And, you know, we were like, who is this guy, Job? Who is he? Because you had only sent stationery for the shoot. You didn't show up that day. I think so. I yeah. think that's how it happened. I think that sounds right. That was almost five that was a long time ago. years ago. Something like that. That's crazy. Yeah. And now here we are in your brand new, beautiful studio. Yes. Um, It's exquisite. It's so pretty. Thank you. Well, it's always a work in progress, but, you know, it's just a space that we want our clients to come to, feel comfortable, and also get a sense of who we are Mm -hmm. by what's in the room and how we present ourselves. Um, And I just feel like we're so lucky to have a space like this where we can welcome people and do our meetings, which are a very important part of the process. Yeah. Um, so it's always been like a goal to have a space like this yeah. to, to, you know, do what we do. And 1440, mm-hmm. where does that name come from? So that is the date and it's a little bit contested, but the date when, uh, when, uh, the letterpress was first invent- invented. Oh, really? The year. So the year. I didn't and know that. Way long ago. Um, okay. because everything used to be letterpress printed in a different way than what they do now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, newspapers, books, everything was printed that way. There was so, no digital printing. Right. Yeah. Everything was handset with type. And, um, you know, it's come a long way since then. And it's enjoyed like this wonderful resurgence where people really enjoyed the, that printing method again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that everything was done that way. Yeah. And so there's so much history when it comes to invitations, even. Are you a history nerd? I never think of you that way. I don't know if uh, generally a history nerd, but definitely when it comes to stationery, like I, I want to know about like, you know, what came before so that mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big part of stationery is like knowing the traditions and then knowing how we can adjust them for the world today. Mm-hmm. And there's so many examples of that. Like, you know, there's a lot more stuff going on online. Yeah. So how do we still kind of honor the traditions of paper? but also make it not a huge headache for everyone yeah. when there might be easier ways these days to do things. Absolutely. Yeah. And how did your company come about? So I, um, I mean, 
it kind of is the way a lot of people get into the industry, I think, is you a start working wedding. on your <laughs> wedding or a friend's wedding. Okay. It was a little bit different in that I already had a background in um, graphic design. Mm-hmm. So I'd been doing that for a while for magazines. Um, a pretty big magazine, nonetheless. Big magazines. Yeah, I worked for Timing, so I worked for a lot of titles there, and then eventually ended up at Bloomberg mm-hmm. Business Week, which was kind of the last magazine I worked for. Um, learned a lot throughout yeah. the whole process. Would never take it back, yeah. having done all that. Um, but I think, yeah, sometime while I was at Time, I just want, I needed an outlet, a creative outlet. Um, and, you know, I had evenings, you know, it was before kids and all that stuff. And so I had evenings to like kind of kill. Mm-hmm. And I started taking all sorts of classes from like sewing to like, I don't know, random things. You were going through like an exploratory yeah, phase. Yeah, you know, and I was young and I was like, ah, like I need to like, I don't know, do something else with my time except just work. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband, he's now my husband, but at that time we were just dating, but he he encouraged me to go into um, letterpress printing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it's really bizarre when I think about it because he has always loved greeting cards uh-huh. um, and always like the ones with like just a small little like letterpress print in the front and the middle, like uh-huh. very minimalist. And yeah. he would always get me cards like that. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I heard that there's, like, places you can go to and print this kind of stuff. So he, like, selfishly recommended this class so <laughs> Maybe, he could get some cards. Yeah. I mean, he just, like, was kind of into that stuff. Yeah. And so I decided to do a little research, and I found that there's a great place in Brooklyn where you uh-huh. can take classes and also just rent press time. Oh, and wow. that's how I started. And it kind of makes sense when I look back at it because um, I've always, like, growing up, I was always, like, into kind of breaking things, making things. Like mm-hmm. I would take apart like my computer at home when I was like a teenager yeah. and do weird things like that. And, what like, do you mean? Like you would actually take apart your computer? Yeah. And I, I think, um, you know, it kind of says kind of like the two sides I have and uh-huh. that I kind of have this like weird nerdy side where I would like take the hard drive apart and mm-hmm. like mess around with it and try not to break it. I have never um, once thought of opening a computer. <laughs> I just think I mean, of I that movie inside the computer. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a wonder I didn't electrocute myself and just, yeah. you know, whatever. But because um, the computers then, they were so different. Yeah. And, and then I used to also like, you know, like build like like little like diorama type things. So mm-hmm. I was always like messing around with like making things with my hands. And so when I started doing letterpress printing, it just felt so natural. It was very hands-on yeah. too. It's very hands-on. You it's very physical. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, um, you're kind of more like a mechanic than anything. Mm-hmm. You're having to tweak the machine, make the settings correct, and adjust it as you go. Um, each machine having its own quirks, because these are really old machines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're kind of like just like a machine operator and then also like an artist in like trying to get these prints to be perfect and yeah. like beautiful. And you would um, physically make each one. Like yeah. with letterpress, you have to press Yes, you have to each piece. run each piece through the press. And um, at the time when I started, the only press, like the only ones available kind of to rent were kind of the more physical ones. Um, the ones that you kind of hand crank. They're called um, Vandercooks. And it was really like time intensive. And it was kind of a very... Um, hard process, I would say. And it's definitely was a huge learning experience and a learning curve. Like when I, so I first started my business by printing everything on my own. And um, really? Yeah. By letterpress. Mm-hmm. So you were exclusively letterpress? 
Uh, we were doing digital too. So the, all the letter okay. press, it was like, I would actually go to the studio and print it. That's amazing. Um, I didn't yeah, know that. That's how I started. And I really held on to that for a while because I wanted to be able to say like, you know, we're the printers, we do everything. I made this. Yeah. yeah. And like, that was kind of the angle that we were going after at the time. Um, and, you know, I graduated to like a different press that was like a little bit more, um, you know, for the kind of work I was doing that mm-hmm. was like more um, dangerous press. Okay. Uh, and I just kind of like learned it as I, as I went along and I took classes and stuff. Um, but at a certain point, we stopped doing the printing. Okay. And now we let the big boys, the professionals kind of really handle it. Um, because like I said, it is, it is very hard to print and there are, are men and women who do this for a lifetime and they're still learning. Um, so, and then I realized I really wanted to focus on the design aspect. Okay. Rather than the manual then, labor yeah. of printing. Exactly. But you are creating the design mm-hmm. template and right. then physically getting the plates made oh and then gosh. printing them and That's schlepping, crazy. schlepping piles of like you know, cotton paper around the city in like a cart yeah. to take it to Brooklyn uh-huh. to print on it and then cutting it down, taking it back home. It was, it's a whole it was process. crazy. Yeah. I was so exhausted for that time period, but I really enjoyed it while it lasted Yeah, until finally I was like, you know what? It was also, you know, the client list was growing, so I just couldn't keep up with designing and printing and, you know, dealing with emails and stuff. Mm-hmm. So something had to give if I really wanted to make a go at it. And I decided to kind of have trusted vendors do the printing for me mm-hmm. so I could really focus on what I realized is more of my passion is the design mm-hmm. side of it. So, so you gave up the manual labor. I did. I did. <laughs> and you went full-time design. And, and full the control of that. Design. Mm-hmm. Control's hard to get rid of it, or it give is. up sometimes. But, you know, boy, am I glad I did. Yeah. Because, again, they are, you know, a million times better than I ever was at sure. printing. The product is so much better for yeah. it. And um, now I can really focus on what I care about, which is design and also these days the business part of the business. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Well, because you're the owner and the lead mm-hmm. creative director. So you have to right. run a company and manage all the client design. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a lot of work. It is. And so these days, um, because I actually had um, a baby last year. Charlotte. Yes. She's so cute. Thank you. If you don't follow Trisha on Instagram, <laughs> you should, because you get to see some behind the scenes right. of Charlotte I and David, her, her, her amazing her husband. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, you know, Figuring out how to juggle that, it's like you quickly realize you need to let some stuff go. Mm -hmm. Um, You just can't do it all. So um, I have kind of shifted a little bit to focusing mostly on the business side, like clients, and I still do the meetings with them. I feel like that's a really important step to really just understand what they want Mm -hmm. and um, how we can like create something for them. Um, But yeah, I have, you know, a great team of people who um, really take the design from there. Um, I still get my hands dirty and do that stuff too, but I really rely on, um, you know, on Rachel, my studio manager and Meredith, my designer, like they kind of run with the ideas that Mm -hmm. we come up with. And it really just takes, you know, a a team to really... To make it happen. To make it happen, especially, you know, these days we're doing so much more with the stationery than we used to. Yeah. And I just could never do it alone. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to think about the evolution of weddings and stationery in that evolution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It used to be like, here's a book, here's four options, mm-hmm. pick one, put your name on it. Right. It's all script. Right. It's all heavy calligraphy. Mm-hmm. Nobody can read it, but that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like 
there's so many more options. Right. And there are fewer rules to what you should and shouldn't do. Exactly. Um, I think that that's one of our goals is to also like break the mold a little bit Mm -hmm. and to do something um, that we haven't even done before. And people come to us with great ideas. And then we also volunteer ideas of things that we've seen around. And it just with Instagram as well, it's just it ups your game so much because Mm -hmm. you do see also what other creative people are doing and you're, you're absorbing all of that and yeah. just trying to figure out like, okay, well, how can we do something that, um, you know, even if it's not an invite you're seeing, maybe you're seeing some other kind of like a magazine that's being published or, mm-hmm. you know, um, some sort of packaging and like, how can we bring that in and apply that to stationery? Yeah. Um, and it's good because it keeps us from getting bored and sure. it keeps us on our toes. You're not doing the same thing every client, every right. wedding. Right. Do you have, is there a 1440 signature style, would you mm. say? So I, I, think that um, for the most part, we do attract a lot of clients who want something traditional with a twist. That's mm-hmm. usually what where we hit is they want, they, they still are going to have a beautiful like kind of like event. It's a lot of times in New York City. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of expectations around that of like, it needs to feel like luxurious Formal and glamorous. And fancy. And, and, exactly. Yeah. But then they don't want it to be their like grandma's invitation. You know, yeah. they, they want something meaningful in it that's like about them even if it's subtle, like some sort of wax seal symbol that implies something about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they want to play around with colors a little bit and not just do black ink, but they, they want to bring in like like a burgundy color or, or greens or golds. And mm-hmm. um, so there's, there's little ways to take the traditional and kind of like up the level. Yeah. Um, even lately, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff where we're like enclosing the invites in something yeah. using like vellum paper, using string, using leather. Um, and I think that's where we really excel is just adding these like special subtle touches Mm -hmm. that as a package, it really makes it into something like beautiful. Yeah. Something a little different than a Mm -hmm. totally formal invitation. Right. So to do a quick review for people who are getting married Mm -hmm. and don't know their printing options, what are the possible options for invitations printing Mm -hmm. wise? So, um, there are a lot actually, um, top five, so, <laughs> there's a lot. I know you probably Letterpress could talk for hours about it. Letterpress is one and that's when the text is indented into the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, Where they make a custom plate mm-hmm. just for you. Right. Which is why the cost is a little bit it's higher. A little bit higher. And okay. there are these like really, really highly skilled artisans printing each piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's engraving, which is the opposite where the type kind of raises out of the paper. Okay. And that's always been kind of the most formal way of printing. It still is. Okay. Uh, that's also beautiful. Um, there is for digital, there's offset printing, which is just like a really high level digital printing. Um, there's, you know, regular digital printing as well. Um, but those are like the main ones, the ones that we mostly stick to with our clients as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's always, uh, new printing techniques coming out too. So that also keeps us on our toes. Like we started adding white ink about maybe a year or two ago Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's been around, but now it's getting really just, it it works really well now they've kind of perfected it. So now we can do that. And yeah. like, that's really great because that means we can print digitally on dark envelopes. And yeah. That With can be a white really stunning. Now maybe won't bleed through or look. Right. Or it looks like opaque. it looks crisp. It looks good. Yeah. Um, and so, are you a fan of hand calligraphy or digital calligraphy? I mean, hand calligraphy, of course. Uh-huh. I just think it's, it's so special. Yeah. Um, you know, someone has sat there and handwritten every single envelope for you and no, no letter kind of looks the same. Yeah. Um, but I do see the, um, there are obviously so many 
reasons why digital is a great option as well, especially if you're doing something really modern and like, you know, um, you want the type to just be like, you know, think, think like, um, just like a Bauhaus. You just want it to be like a certain look that like someone by hand can't do. An aesthetic choice. Mm -hmm. Sure. Cleaner choices. Harder by hand. So in that case, then yeah, digital is great. And the fact that we can do it well on envelopes is, is a big thing too. Um, and when I talk about this stuff, I think, you know, it's like I realize that half of what we do is design, but half of it's also like kind of like technical. It's like mm-hmm. this printing stuff and making sure that what we are presenting as a design can get executed. It's feasible. Right. Yeah. In a way that's going to look good in the end. I know when we work together sometimes, you give me a little side eye because I may <laughs> suggest things and I have no idea if yeah. it's even feasible. Right. But somehow you work it out. We, we try. And, you know, I've been... trying to teach myself that too. It's like, you know, when people come in with a new idea, sometimes the impulse is to be like, oh no, like how are Uh we going to do this? But instead I'm more and more just, we need to embrace that and be like, okay, so they're shooting for the moon. And so is this feasible? How can we make it feasible? Can we make something that looks similar in style? You know, if we can't Mm -hmm. do exactly what they're dreaming of, um, but we are a lot in a huge part problem solvers yeah. in that way. Which is amazing. Yeah. And clients need it because they have no, they have engaged no, couples have no, no idea. idea what yeah. they're doing. When yeah. it comes to stationery, there's a lot of bells and whistles mm-hmm. you can add on. Mm-hmm. What are your sort of top five most popular mm-hmm. add-ons to stationery that people mm-hmm. might be interested to hear about? So wax seals, mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like you love a wax seal. Yeah, and I, feel I like... you're always like, <laughs> pushing a wax seal. <laughs> well, and then everyone's like, I think they come to us because of it. Like, we just really um, do it a lot, and we, we mm-hmm. do it beautifully. Uh, and, and it's just, I feel like the momentum behind wax seals has also yeah. been growing, too. Uh, so and we for do people that who lot. don't know, you physically have to we melt wax. We physically stamp it, uh-huh, yeah. And then pour it precisely mm. and then stamp each one. Right. So yeah, we, we seal each envelope by hand. Yeah. Um, you actually can use a glue gun, oh. which is kind of the production way oh, you do you it. Oh, you put like wax glue mm-hmm. gun style yeah. sticks. Right. Oh, that's smart. Right. And that, you know, that is for production level work. Like if you only have to do one, maybe you don't need to do that. But yeah. when you have to do 150, 200, yeah. you know, there needs to be a way to like uh, make them all look consistent. Yeah. And make them, you know, look good. So, so that's the that's secret. A that's secret. a professional secret. It's not really In a my secret mind, <laughs> I sort of feel like I envisioned like sitting at this table mm-hmm. in the evening with candles and a bottle of wine right. and wax and the sealer and just like <laughs> this romantic notion. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a business and I you got to get the job done. I totally like <laughs> popped that bubble. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, wax seal is a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and I think we've been doing a lot with um, just things that are wrapped around the invite. Okay. You know, whether it's like a translucent piece of paper or a string or um, just adding like a folder of some sort that mm-hmm. kind of holds all the pieces together. People really seem to gravitate towards that because there can be a lot of pieces in the invite. Sure. And sometimes when you open the envelope, you want it to all come out nicely. Yeah. Remember so, that time we did like an origami box? Yes. That was one of my favorites. I still love that one. I'm biased, of course, <laughs> because it was my client. But right. you, like, literally, it was this, like, invitation origami box around mm-hmm. the suite. Yeah. And you would open it up and, like, it was so magical. Yeah. Well, I just kept opening and closing <laughs> it <laughs> all day. <laughs> 
I mean, that's what we really want to create is an experience of opening because mm. especially now, you know, um, no one sends letters anymore. Yeah. You know, like I don't even know the last time I sent a letter. So does David still get you cards? Yes. Or? Yes. You give each other Aww, cards. That's cute. In person. Um, but that act of actually receiving something in the mail sure. and like, you know, opening the flap and we, we t- want to try to create a feeling around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always say the invitation, it's like a big purpose of it is to get people excited for your wedding yeah. and just really want, you know, you want them to come. And yeah. so the invitation is going to hint at like what's going to be happening on that big day. Yeah. So, um, I would love to do more origami type crazy, you know, fold things. And, yeah. You know, something that just, I don't know, no one else has done before. So yeah. I'm always asking myself what hasn't been done. Literally pushing the envelope. <laughs> Trying. Yes. Um, okay. So wax seals and then sort of, exterior envelopes of unique settings and what are a few more things that people can consider so let's see so um recently we we did get into a little bit of like belly banding with um cutouts so uh it's like we there's there's a client who's getting married uh at a beautiful place in the hamptons and there are these gates there and so we created these gates that kind of wrap around the invite and like it was all cut out um die cut so that you look like to look like the gates that's amazing yeah and it's like kind of like taking that and not going too crazy with it because like we still have like kind of a modern clean aesthetic Mm -hmm. but again it's about this experience and it's about hinting at like oh well this is where we're going yeah um and we kind of sealed it closed with like another little um little piece that kind of held it all together that's amazing um we love to actually get into more um, materials so I've been looking into a little bit like leather and and um, even you know there's been a lot of people exploring invitations printed on um, on harder materials like Mm -hmm. marble or 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 some sort of plastic or something and that's a whole like uh, process in itself is like okay how do you mail these yeah you know how heavy are they going to be you know are (laughs) they going to break in the mail right Um, what does that mean the packaging has to look like uh, so those are all things that we really like are trying to head into for the next year mm-hmm. and try to start offering some of these like really out of the box type yeah. of solutions. Beyond paper. Beyond paper. I feel like you also are known for your maps. I feel like you mm-hmm. do a ton of beautiful maps, whether Love it's them. sort of the couple's favorite places or the mm-hmm. wedding weekend. Mm-hmm. I feel like you make a really mean map. Oh, thank you. Well, we, we like those because, I mean, obviously, you know, people have their phones. They, they all can find your venue on Google. Um, not all of them. Sometimes <laughs> grandma and grandpa give That's me true. a call and I'm like, right. it's everywhere. How do you not know? Right. And why aren't you with somebody who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, our maps are, are great because, again, they just create a sense of place for mm-hmm. um, the event. And it's a way to also tell a story. A lot of times, you know, especially for our um, New York clients, we kind of, they, they, their whole experience has been here. So mm-hmm. they met here, they dated here, they had their favorite, you know, cocktail at this bar and they have their coffee shop. And so sometimes we, we take those maps and we um, tell a story of like who they are, how they met. And that's so special for your guests to receive. Like even your guests who know you really well, mm-hmm. just to be reminded at like what started this love story. And for you to go back and think about it. Sometimes right. you forget all the right. special things you've done. Especially when you're planning a wedding, you're just kind of stressed out. And so you forget like, why are we getting married? Oh yeah, because we've done these <laughs> we beautiful love each things other. together, right? And you know, so um, it, it's a little sentimental, but I think paper is sentimental, and yeah. it becomes this keepsake after the wedding. You know, a lot of stuff you don't get to keep sure. after the wedding, like you the flowers, images, right, you don't, yeah. are gone. 
but the paper you can you can keep forever. I mean, yeah. the paper lasts, and um, it's just a nice reminder of just like that that big moment of you had. what it was for and, right. and what it was and who was there even. Right. Exactly. Um, in terms of timing, I think a lot of people don't really understand mm. how long this process can yeah. take. Right. Can you speak a little bit to sort of the process here at 1440? Mm-hmm. Someone makes an appointment, mm-hmm. it's in-person meeting mm-hmm. and what happens and, right. and what's your general timing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do appreciate more time, like as much time as a client can give us um, just because it gives us room for, for the that kind of extra idea that might not be possible on a shorter timeline. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about this um, the other day about how um, things do take a long time because there are so many steps involved. And, you know, on the one hand, it just sounds like, oh, you're just like, you know, putting the stamps on the envelopes. But, you know, when we do vintage stamps, that takes over, it probably takes two days to complete with like getting all the stamps, cutting them all out, you know, like mm-hmm. putting them... Laying them out. Right, like you know, perfectly. And, envelope by right. envelope. And we don't want to speed through that process. We want to make sure we've done everything right. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like overall process, um, you know, most of our clients, if they're coming to us for the say the date, we can be working with them for like a whole year. Yeah. Um, not like every single day. Sure. But, you know, yeah, there are, there are segments at which we are like intensely working together. So they come to us, say, a year out, we get their save the dates out maybe nine months before the event. And then we go on to the invitations and, um, that process, you know, at the minimum for us, minimum is like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's like, we're like hustling through yeah, because, you know, we're providing these custom designs for them and we're going back and forth with them and getting their feedback. Um, so typically, you know, we, we like to kind of spread it out a little bit more to, you know, three months or so. And also it reduces stress if no one's under Mm -hmm. such a time crunch. Right. And it leaves room for, you know, once in a while, if something, if there's a hiccup in the printing, like Mm -hmm. we can go and reprint it instead of being like really stressed out about that. Yeah. Um, So I always encourage our clients to meet with us as soon as possible. As soon as you know your date, you know, book your venue and then like come see us. Yeah. And then we can just kind of... Find your planner. (laughs) Book your planner. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, And I guess, so a lot of people, I think when they get engaged or so excited, they get a planner or they don't, they start planning. And I think there's this assumption that they don't have to do a lot of work, Mm. but with stationery, particularly, Mm -hmm. I find it's a very collaborative effort between you and the couple. Can you speak a little bit more about what the homework typically Mm, is of a good client? Right. Um, and you're right. There is kind of a lot that we need from them. Yeah. Um, they don't just show up, look at some things and walk away. Right. We are, you know, more and more, we're trying to make it as easy as possible because we understand people have like so many things to worry about for their wedding. Mm -hmm. So, um, as much as possible, we try to walk them through the process, provide them with literature to help them. But yeah, we need your wording for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, only you can really come up with your wording. You know, I, I, don't know your parents' names and things like that. So, um, and it's also a, a, a time for you to really consider how you want your phrasing to be. So stuff like that. And then um, when we send you proofs, you know, just spending time looking at them and deciding what you like and you don't like and mm-hmm. how you want to change things from what we presented you initially. And honest feedback is crucial. It's always appreciated. And yeah. I know you always say at the meetings, like, you're not going to hurt her feelings. At all. Right. And it's so true. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Like, one, we always present the best work that we can. Sure. So um, from whatever you pick, we're we're happy as long as, you know, like, 
we just want you to find something in there that you love. Now, yeah. if we somehow did not present something that you love, then we're happy to go back to the drawing board. Um, but there's no better feeling when someone gets a set of proofs and they're like, oh, my God, like, these are amazing. I yeah. can't even decide, you know, which one to go That's with. That's a good email. That's a great <laughs> but email. But they still have to decide. <laughs> but they still have to decide, right? It still yeah. has to happen. Um, and then, yeah, when we just get down to the nitty-gritty of day of stuff, oh, my gosh, like, escort cards. Like, uh-huh. it's... Seating is such a, a big deal. Yeah. It's really hard. You have to coordinate with your planner. You have to coordinate with your venue. Yeah, um, the and caterer. Then, and your guests because, you know, some guests are really just not responding until the last minute. <laughs> yes, and that can chase them down. Right, that can throw off your whole seating. Yeah. And then there's us on the other end and we're like, please, can we have your seating? Please, can we have your seating? <laughs> You'll get mine by Friday. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I'm waiting for that email. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because like on our end, it's like, you know, there is there is a turnaround time that we can't control either, and sure. our printers require X amount of days, of right? Of course, to do the job. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping that all in mind. About, okay, when's the absolute latest we can push this to, and yeah. they won't totally kill me. Um, but because um, at the end of the day, like we need to make this happen for yeah. you, and that's our goal. Yeah, is to complete the, project. the job. Yeah, right. So um, I think inevitably, like no matter honestly how much time people. Um, kind of come to us even like ahead of time, it's always a mad dash towards the end. Sure. And I think planners know that too on their end. Like no matter how much you've prepared. there's a lot of variables we can't control. Right. And like all of a sudden Aunt Susie needs a car and like this (laughs) kind of stuff. And you didn't expect that. So um, we just do our best. And I think what the great thing is, is we're equipped to move quickly. And we've kind of seen it all in terms of things going awry. Yeah. So, um, and I think honestly, my magazine years just taught me to just like pump it out when you need to yeah. and just make it happen. To get because it done. There's a deadline. It has to go to print and that's it. Yeah. You know? And you do what you got to do to make it happen. Right. We, we beg our printers, we, you know, <laughs> we scream at, you know, whatever. All we the behind do. the scenes. Right. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, we want our clients to be happy mm-hmm. and we want this experience to be good. So we do try our very best to to make that happen. Absolutely. And what is sort of the general price point? I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people are unaware of pricing. Yeah, it can range. It really can. Um, So if you're you're going for digital printing, you know, I think that that still works very well. You know, it still will look very nice. Um, That would be kind of the lowest price point Um, for... Like a suite, like a general three-piece suite. Um, with and a three-piece would be invite, reply card. Mm-hmm. Maybe one extra info card. And a details card. card. Right. Okay. Um, I think, I want to say like with most stationers, you can probably do somewhere around the two or 3,000 range when you're doing okay. custom. Like if you're going online, you can get it for um, cheaper than that because mm-hmm. online it's more of like a, you don't really have options and you yeah. just kind of pick and choose pick what's on there. Pick from these designs and that's right. it. Right, right. Um, I feel like on average, a lot of clients who are doing some letterpress and stuff, they're spending more around five or even up to 7,000 with mm-hmm. like their day of things. And then there's kind of the, you know, sky's limit clients where they're spending... Love paper. Right. And, you know, they're doing a lot for their um, day of. They're not just doing, like, escort cards. They're doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And, you know, sometimes those clients are spending somewhere between ten and Mm 20000 So um, I think with any event, right, like, you can just... You can keep going. You can keep adding. Um, So we try our best to kind of accommodate um, a variety of budgets. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that with the custom process, there is kind of a low threshold where, you know, you have to come in with, with at least, you know, this much money so that we can 
provide that custom service sure. for you because of all the time it takes well, to really do that. Well, and human beings you're employing in exactly. the space and the design time. Right. And it's a product. It's paper. Right. It's ink. Right. And we're actually, you know, there's a person behind it and yeah. there's someone that you can ask questions to like 24-7 yeah. if you don't know what's going on. And we can tweak colors and we can tweak printing. Um, so all that stuff is just part of that more luxury custom process that we can provide. And what did you do for your own wedding? You were married oh, how long yeah. ago? Oh, so we just had our seven-year anniversary yesterday. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, it was so seven fun. years is no small feat. Yeah, it, it's, um, and we've been together for much longer. So yeah. actually it was like, it's only been seven years. So my gosh, <laughs> it feels like 14. But you've um, known, you've been dating for, or how long have since, you been together? Uh, so we've been together about 17 years now. What? 16, 17 years. So like your whole adult life. <laughs> Basically, yeah. We were like little babies when we, when we met in college. So, okay. um, But yeah, when I think back, I was like, we were babies. And yeah. then, um, you know, we eventually got married when, you know, we felt like the time was right. Uh-huh. And um, we had our seven-year anniversary, and it was so great because... Now that we have a kid, it, it means something different to go out for a night and of have course, dinner. Of course, to get dressed up. <laughs> yes, it means something else entirely. So um, anyways, so for our invite, uh, that was one of the first invites I printed myself. On letterpress. Yes. Wow. And I still have copies. I made sure we kept a bunch. Um, so your guests got invites that you made. That I made, and it was... The hardest thing ever. <laughs> it was so hard. It sounds so romantic. It was so hard. And we were both doing it together. We're both like sweating over this press, uh-huh. you know, There's in no the AC, middle of I'm summer. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, like fretting over every little part of it. And at that point, I didn't really know what I was doing printing yeah. wise. So it's a miracle that we got them out, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I got much better at printing after that, but it was. It was um it was a true labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of really beautiful. Yeah. When I look back at that, I'm like, do I still like this? I was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I do. I do. Which is Just good. Just in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. And so you're a mompreneur. You yes. have Charlotte. Yes. Um, any advice for vendors out there who are working full time mm-hmm. with a baby? I mean, mm-hmm. that's not easy, right? Especially when you're yeah. the owner and creative director of a company. It's really not easy, and I see. I see there are so many um, women and men doing it with mm-hmm. with, with children. Um, you know, obviously, I have like a special like place in my heart for the women, the mom, pr- mom, what are you, mom entrepreneurs? I don't right. know why you said yeah. that word, but no, I think it's a thing um, because it's extremely hard, especially um, you know if you're doing things like breastfeeding and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and, and just trying to figure out the balance between being present in your kid's life but also um, running a business. To pay for your kid's life, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> and there's that pressure too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there's good and bad on both sides. There's like the part where you do have some flexibility, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of are your own boss and so if you really have to like run and like do something for your child, you can. Um, but then there's also part of it where like the work just seems never ending yeah. because you are running your own business and there's always something you could be fixing or improving on. Whether it's the website or your PDF or this client, there's always work to be done. There's always something to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, I feel so, I feel so incredibly lucky and so blessed that, um, so far it seems to be working and I haven't totally lost my marbles and, (laughs) um, you know, she's just kind of, we've seamlessly, not seamlessly, it took, it took a lot of work, but it appears that we seamlessly integrated her into our life. Okay. And, um, you know, business is still afloat and we're making it work. And 
Yeah, it's it's been a really it's honestly though it's been it's been a tough year just yeah. figuring all of that out and um trying to quote unquote do it all. Well, you're literally in charge of a tiny human being. I yeah. mean, that's like mm, keeping her alive. It's crazy. Yeah. Has motherhood changed you? I I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's made me softer person mm. in the in a good way. And, okay. Um and Honest, it's honestly, it's just most moms will probably tell you the same thing. It's just priorities just shift drastically, yeah. and um, you know, there are you know, there's a lot of times when we're booking clients when um, I think there is expectation that we are open on the weekends, for instance, mm-hmm. and um, that you're always available. Yeah, it's New York City, you know, like they should be able to like book this Don't whenever you want they my want, money? right? <laughs> like you know, seven p.m. or eight yeah. p.m. or on 9 Saturday PM sometimes, right? I know you take a lot of late meetings, yeah. Um, but you know, I've had to just like kind of take a stand for myself, mm-hmm. and and you know whether that means. I'm not going to get all the clients, sure. but I just have to be okay with that yeah. because, you know, we do kind of have like a Monday through Friday schedule yeah. the way, you know, I like to say like everyone else works Monday through Friday. Uh-huh. And, like, I would also like to work Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, most of the times I am working on the weekends, like emailing and sure. taking care of stuff. And I'm working, you know, in the evenings when after I've put Charlotte sleeping. to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, and just, you know, on a personal level, if I've learned anything these past few months, you know, there there does need to be somewhat of a line drawn because, mm-hmm. uh, like I mentioned, it was, it's was it been really hard just yeah. trying to balance that all on very little sleep. Because, you want to make everybody happy. Right. And, and babies don't sleep and you need to <laughs> cater to that. And, and not only making other people happy, like I want my business to be what I imagine it to of be. Of course. It's your baby. Right. It's your first baby. It's my first baby. Um, but it's, so it's a balancing act. Yeah. But... It's good because, like, I never feel like I'm giving anything up, you know, yeah. because having a child for me has been just such a wonderful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So it's worth the sacrifice. It's so crazy that, like, I couldn't have imagined when we first met so many years ago <laughs> that now we'd be sitting here in your beautiful oh office with your beautiful baby right. and your handsome husband <laughs> right. recording this Perfect podcast. Family. But I'm so <laughs> thrilled. Yeah, you know, I am too. And, and it's great to just, like, talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like cathartic, you know? You're like, yeah. wow, like, this is where we've ended up. Yeah. Um, and it's by no means perfect, but, you know, I think all other you know, and entrepreneurs will say it's just like you take it day by day yep. and you do your best and, um, you know, you just keep trying to create something beautiful. And you do. Your work is truly mm. exquisite. Thank you, Joe. And it's such an honor to work with you and your team. And for everyone listening, where can they find your work? Uh, so Instagram, we are 1440. That's all spelled out. F-O-U-R-T-E-N no <laughs> underscore F-O-R-T-Y. Okay. And we have our website, which is uh, www.1440nyc.com. Perfect. Well, this has been such a joy, and I look forward to continuing our wonderful relationship. Me too. Thank you so much. Weddings-ish. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Weddings-ish with Jove. It really means the world to me. I would also love to encourage you to share with your friends the podcast link, share on social media, and of course, feel free to leave us a great five-star review on iTunes. It's super helpful. It takes just a moment. Tell us what you're loving, why you love it. And again, if you have any wedding planning questions, we'd love to hear them. Podcast at jovemeyerevents.com. Again, it's podcast at jovemeyerevents.com. 
myspeyerevents.com. Send any and all questions. We love to answer them. No questions off limits. Weddings-ish! The music in this podcast was recorded by Mel Flannery of Mixtape Cover Band. If you're looking for a wedding band that will get you rocking and dancing and all over the dance floor, you should definitely check out Mixtape Cover Band. Weddings-ish! Weddings-ish!